Hey everyone. Um, so I I hate to drop this on you on the air, but uh, I kicked Esther off the podcast. I got mad at one of her stupid movie opinions where she was mad, like she said, a movie that she liked in high school sucked, and I still like it. So I uh, I, I kicked her off the podcast, and I replaced Esther with her girlfriend Hannah, and we're just gonna be talking about the band Electric Light Orchestra for an hour. I know that's a bit of a change up, but. Where where I, I I just couldn't fucking handle her going like oh uh, this movie that I called a masterpiece in 2013 is actually fascist uh, so uh, uh, <laughs> Hannah what's your favorite ELO song? Uh, before we get into that, I just want to say that the 25th hour is for fucking cowards and fags. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I think uh, yeah. But what what would you like? Uh, what would you, what is your favorite ELO song? Um. Oh god, honestly, uh right now is probably don't bring me down. Uh it's one of those things that just like changes every, you know, two weeks. You'll you'll get a different one out of me. But like they're just so good at making like grandpa rock. I always fucking go with the lights go down, that one I really like, but I've been listening to um You love Twilight too, right? Twilight's really good. It's in fucking Daikon, so of course I love it. I love Twilight. Yeah, yeah. I love Hold On Tight. Everything on time's good. I've been listening to uh Shine a little love a lot recently. All, all good songs. Okay, okay. Oh, I've been fucking. I did this. I did this. Um, for one, to put Esther on the spot about her <laughs> constantly morphing and mutating opinions, but also, <laughs> I um, what is it? I'm gonna figure out whether or not I was right about if you like did a complete 180 on she dies tomorrow. I need to find that tweet and see because I I have like a fucking like distinct memory of you saying like this movie is like a a, a major achievement, and then I just like. <laughs> I cannot remember if you actually said that because if you did, I'm going to dangle that over it. your head. I'm going to dangle that over your head like a like a fucking I don't know like a little totem, like your old tweets about Harrison Ford or whatever. <laughs> no, okay, I'm doing this shit. I'm riffing because I I don't really want to fucking talk about the the shit that we're doing today. It's no was no. This your, it's was this your we fucking idea? This was your idea. Uh, this was Hannah. this was Hannah's idea actually, because yeah. Hannah wanted to be on an episode, uh-huh. and she was yeah. looking at like you know stuff that wasn't on the list we had originally come up with, and she yeah. said, "Did you know Logan Paul made a movie?" Yeah. yeah, because my my original game plan for this was okay. We're gonna talk about the guys I watched when I was in middle school and when Esther was like you know working at a multi level marketing company at age forty five, <laughs> and yeah. You know, I, I was like, you know, we'll talk about, like, Ray William Johnson and, like, the Fine Brothers or whatever. And then, like, you're just like, no, we got to talk about the next generation of YouTube guys, Logan and Jake Paul. Specifically Logan and his uh, 2019 movie Airplane Mode. Um, and, okay, um, Hannah, justify yourself. <laughs> Um, so I've never watched any Logan Paul videos until today. Uh, I feel super vindicated, vindicated in it though, because those are some of the funniest fucking things I ever saw in my life. They're so good. Like the movie yeah, just Yeah, no, sucked. I love Logan Paul now. The um, movie, okay, so like the movie was ass and I was worried that it was just going to yeah. be like a boring rehash of the not cool episode because as we'll get into, not cool and airplane mode are like the exact same movie. Just with, like mm-hmm. slight yeah. differences. Like the only difference is like if you ca- if you recast every role uh, in Not Cool with those like TikTok twins who did the I baked you a pie video. Like if you recast <laughs> every significant role with those two twins, you'd get airplane mode. So I was worried that it was just gonna be like, like what do we even say here? This is just the same fucking movie. 
but then we watched the videos and i was <laughs> I, I like I like I had to tell Esther like I was like crying laughing at one of the <laughs> yeah there was like it's incredible it's fucking incredible his con yeah. like his content is like it, it's it literally it's like performance art like I if if, if, if if like if you had a guy who was like setting out to parody this stuff I would like consider him a fucking genius this is so good. It, it it feels like it slipped into our universe from the universe of Southland Tales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does feel like Southland Tales, which by the way, if I can get revenge, Southland Tales sucks. Wow. Ooh. I haven't seen it. Okay. So, nice fucking I mean, you're try. Gonna, you're going to like it. I, I just wanted to I've you, tried, Oh well, yeah, okay, no. Yeah, Esther, sure you're 100% going to love Southland Tales. Of course I will, yeah, but yeah, no. Not yet. I can predict that. You're going to write a letterbox capsule that contains the word staggering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, this is Spencer. You can't do it wor- to me worse than she can. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I can. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> Wait, can I blow up Esther's spot? Oh, something? go ahead. I already cooked her for fucking, like, you know, Don Hertzfeld. Like, she was like, oh, Don Hertzfeld sucks. And then I was just like, the only reason you're saying this is because when you were in fucking film school, you're like, Wow, this is this is tremendous. <laughs> I don't fucking I don't care that you don't like Don Hertzfeld. None of my fucking friends do. I'm I'm alone on that like little stick figure island. But like, yeah, I, I don't. I'm just fucking cooking you for being fickle. But yeah, blow up yeah. her spot. This is a bullying Esther hour. Esther's, the, Esther's right, like so the fucking che- Andy this hour. Check this out. <laughs> um, I was looking like through her letterbox at one point and I saw, I think it was like a very glowing review of No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. And so I would just like, you know, quote that movie to her sometimes because it's a funny ass movie. It's got some good yeah. quotes in it. And she finally admitted it to me after like years of us being together that she had never seen the movie <laughs> and just lied about it. <laughs> yes! That fucking rock. Which the is one so I, fucking cool. I want to be clear. That makes her like all the more attractive. No, that's and beautiful awesome. in my eyes. I respect that a lot. Um, yeah. No, I. The one I blew up her spot for was like, there was. Uh, I was just looking through the reviews of Blue is the Warmest Color. Since, you know, I was. We're planning on doing an episode on that, on those good old fashioned values. And uh-huh. uh, I looked at it and I saw the Esther review from like 2013. It's like. I need to settle my thoughts, but my gut feeling is that this is a masterpiece. And I'm like, I respect how badly you needed pussy when you wrote that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's like bright red at this point. We got to okay, talk about. Power through talking about airplane mode. Logan real quick. Paul. Um, so I had yeah. no experience with him whatsoever. In fact, I had never mm-hmm. even heard of Logan Paul. Like, I, I, I had completely dropped off of YouTube shit. I think I was fully in my, like, annoying Chapo Orbiter phase at this point in my life. And uh, yeah. I, I – I, uh, the first time I ever heard about Logan Paul was the Suicide Forest incident. Like that, I think that mm-hmm. was the very first time I ever did it. It was either that or, like, I don't know, some someone like fucking Fantano talking about him. Like, I, I, I he completely passed me by. I assume since the two of you are, like, 64, that's the same thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm breaking Felix's record that he set yeah. like two weeks ago for being the most yeah. elderly person on this podcast. Yeah, you have a walker with a microphone attached to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a lot of people think that like uh, Logan Paul started out as a vice star, but he actually like was on the gramophone originally, and that's yeah. where I fell in love with his work. <laughs> yeah, 
No, he yeah, he's yeah. so I, I had to like look up his life. He started out as a Vine star, which Vine was yeah. another thing that passed me by, although I gotta say Every every once in a while, I get like speaking of embarrassing bullshit. I remember that like a not insignificant chunk of my freshman year at Emerson College was just me watching Vine compilations on YouTube. Like that was that was that was yeah. the play for like when I was you know a freshman at Emerson College. I realized I'd made the worst mistake of my life, and I was just like, <laughs> well, well, I gotta watch. Uh, I gotta catch up on the past you know five years of culture. So I watched fucking Vine comps like a. Like a fucking That's so rec cool. man girl. Yeah, no. It's awesome that I like related to just like annoying girls that wear Uggs boots for like in that one specific way. <laughs> uh, but no, he, yeah. he was a Vine star. Then Vine shut down. He pivoted to YouTube and then he mm -hmm. he became a vlogger and he became like a he became like an L.A. influencer. And he lived he lived in a in like a Vine star Los Angeles house. Which is, yeah. it's like that's like pretty close to hell on earth, like as you could describe it. Like being like living in a house with like eight Logan Pauls is, I don't, God, fuck. Like, ah, aha, I'm joking. That sounds terrible. Like, no, I would, I would like, I would be fucking swallowing everything in my medicine cabinet in like six weeks if that shit happened to me. Yeah, I, I am. Um... I, I don't know about, like, Logan specifically in this regard, but, like, I know that Jake Paul's, like, influencer house um, has, like, the highest rate of, like, noise complaints in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> and I, in one hand, like, respect, like, if you're just making some, like, absolute piece of shit, like, Beverly Hills person's life just, like, that much more annoying than, like, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, no, Jake Paul's, like... You know, even with the allegations against him, he's probably, like, still in the bottom half of awful people in fucking Southern California. So, like, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. good for him there. Like, he's not he's not even fucking close to, like, the worst you can get in that evil city. But, no, mm -hmm. uh, 100%. So, like, for all of these, we, we, we select, you know, videos to get a sampling of his oeuvre. And uh, Esther and Hannah... Esther and Hannah, I let them pick. I usually pick the video since I'm the one with more memories of the stuff. So I pick it or I just, you know, go for their most popular videos. But Esther sent me a couple. Now, the first one was like possibly the worst thing I've ever seen. It was him <laughs> doing like, it was him doing a slime prank where he went to his brother's like fucking McMansion in, I don't know, near Silver Lake or something and just filled it with slime. And yeah. he... Uh, the only real thing I have to say about that video is that, like, YouTube is 100% responsible for the current ADD crisis. Like, 100%. <laughs> like, they're, they're, like, I'm sorry, everyone's just like, oh, we're finally starting to diagnose this stuff. Like, no, you got, you got put in, like, a rat cage. Um, <laughs> you got to put in a rat cage at fucking uh, age eight, and you were given, like, this, like, insane stimulation. Like, I don't blame you, but, like... Everyone with ADD is just because we were watching videos like this from, you know, from the age of four. So, like, the video yeah. is just, it's constant cuts. It's him making faces. He splices in little references here and there. Like, he he, he splices in, like, a big Lebowski clip at one point, which... 
Yeah. 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 It's it, it's just like he compares himself to uh the Jesus from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's And I just I just love the idea that like all his like twelve year old fans are like, I gotta watch this movie and figure out who that is because I wanna make <laughs> cool references too. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And by the way, like if you've seen that movie, that's a hundred percent the fucking character you want to be comparing yourself to. It like the the <laughs> swagged out pedophile that's good at bowling. Like that's. <laughs> I think the Coen brothers do deserve some credit because like the Jesus from the Big Lebowski is just every YouTube star. Like that is that they they yeah. predicted a fucking yeah. generation of insufferable <laughs> fucking sex pests with that character. So props yeah. to them. They were tapped into the into the mind of America. The, the most interesting thing to, to me about the slime video is that like, you know, when we get we talk about airplane mode, we'll get into like how it differs, but this is the best view of like what his content actually is. And it's yeah. these prank videos that, that like five-year-olds could absorb. Like yeah. extremely goofy and, you know, on a large scale because he's rich and containing some dark undertones at one point early in the video, he leaves his residence and Hannah and I both said it looks like he's living in a hotel and then later in the video he referenced the fact that he'd been evicted for some reason <laughs> um, yeah most of it's just him like mugging and going like haha ooh while like dubstep plays and then yeah. like he'll just be like oh yeah remember that time you went to jail ha 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 bro I got your okay, ass back here, for the time here's the thing I, I do want to say that like even just watching like airplane mode and also like that video um it did make me like understand what his appeal was because like i hadn't watched any of his videos beforehand like i knew about him obviously from like the biggest controversies um and also from like his uh his and jake's boxing stuff because i'm a mma person so yeah like you know boxing is adjacent to that um but like i kind of had no idea why like people liked him at all because it's just like oh there are these two like asshole brothers who look like oblivion create a characters um yeah who like apparently are the biggest stars in the world yeah. but like you really do get the sense that in the land of the blind the one-eyed man is king right where it's like everyone else <laughs> not to get too far ahead of it but everyone else in airplane mode and everyone else who like shows up in these videos because there's like a dozen people there who like get two seconds of screen time each and it's all the most like sauceless individuals imaginable it's oh all just God. like a sleepy looking white yeah. kid who's just like sup and yeah. then yeah. like if you have that and your other choice is like a really like add disney channel star then like of course you're gonna go for a disney channel star and it's like i get yeah, it no i was, I was I fascinated by those guys who like stand around in the video because that's probably like their job right yeah like, <laughs> most of their income is coming from standing around and watching logan paul do takes of himself like falling over and screaming yeah yeah no 100 percent. i also like how like racially diverse his posse is like they look like a, <laughs> a photo from a math textbook or something <laughs> you just got that fucking like just like you know you got you know, like one black kid, one Latina woman, Asian kid in a wheelchair, like that exact kind of setup that you see in like <laughs> yeah. a book called like Spanish Two. You're, you're about to get a prank war with the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that that video was like that was harder to watch for me than airplane mode. It was ten minutes long, and I had to fucking hit like the the one point five times speed button halfway through. <laughs> I was like, How is this yeah. even real, man? This is awful. 
Yeah, if my fucking kid watched this, I'd fucking disown him or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the I'd thing start is, like, sending him to so fucking long. Travis Scott concerts if he started doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the video is so long, and it's so, like, the payoff is so unsatisfying. Like, yeah. basically, all he does is turn the pool green, and then Jake comes home and is like, what? I can't believe yeah. it, man. Like, I was expecting, like, at least push him in. Like, at least push he him in the pool. He didn't even push him in. Yeah, no, no like, like cuz like it, it, there's uh, it's obviously like super staged for one and like you yeah. know Jake's reaction is obviously super staged but like his his like big payoff to it is that he like lightly pushes Logan and then like play fights with him on the ground for 5 yeah. seconds and then Logan says now I'm going to get in the pool. <laughs> yeah, no, there was this channel there was this really great channel, and I hope they made a movie because I'd love to do a bonus episode on them, but there was this channel, I think it was called, like, BF versus GF, and it was just this, like, couple, like, pranking each other. I think I saw one of them because it was, like, I, I went into, while well, my boyfriend was showering, and I shot him with a paintball gun <laughs> or something, and I believe that one was 100% real because they filed for, like, they broke up, like, after a few years. That was 100% real. And they were, like, fucking, like, putting each other in torture chambers where this was just, like, oh, you know, I, I stole some cookies out of your, your cookie jar. Oh. Yeah, no, it, it, well, the it guy, sucks. The, the villain of Airplane Mode, the guy, Vitaly, he's the guy who would do pranks that's, like, pretended to kidnap my best friend and his wife, and she thinks I shot him in the head. <laughs> God damn yeah, that was a cool era of YouTube. I missed that, of course. That was, like, around the time of Logan Paul where, like, the time, the way you'd farm for content is, like, you know, people like pranks, so you just kind of, like, escalate staged pranks more and more until, like, you're just like, yeah, I did uh, I did the opening uh, from Die Hard 3. Uh, let's see what happens, candidly. <laughs> like, it was just... Like, it just, like, slowly escalated to that. And it's, of course, all staged because, like, you'd either get fucking arrested or killed if you did that in real life. Yeah. But it's... So, I want to talk about Vitaly for a second. Um, Yeah. Because, like, uh, yeah, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but, like, he's the, you know, like, children's Hannibal Lecter villain of Airplane Mode. Um, And, like we said, he's, like, this Russian-American prank YouTuber. Airplane Mode got shelved from its original 2017 release date um, for, like, a couple years because of the uh, Logan Paul suicide forest controversy. Yes. Um, and then it came out just in time for its the villain of the movie to get, like, put in jail because he just, like, literally did an SVU crime. Like, he literally <laughs> jumped out of the bushes at a jogger and started, like, beating the shit out of her. It wasn't fucking staged? No, 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 that was real. That was, like, an actual crime that he committed. (laughs) Oh, okay. I thought, like, what the... Oh, my... Jesus Christ. Okay. Also, I'm glad you brought that up because... So, not only was it shelved for two years because of the suicide forest controversy, but he got... Logan Paul got sued because the film's, like, like backers said that he probably did the suicide forest video to tank the movie like on like i don't know if that's real but that's what they alleged in the lawsuit and having seen the movie i believe that happened i personally believe that because it's very very funny if he like sabotage his own career just so people couldn't see this fucking film but no that let's talk about the fucking suicide forest shit because <laughs> yeah we didn't watch the suicide forest video for this um i don't i i think it would just be what we'd expect and it's 
I also don't want to see, like, this guy mugging in front of a literal dead body. But we did watch a few of the videos of the aftermath of the Suicide Forest video, and yeah. they are right, combined... To, to, to give a, a quick timeline here, before he released either of those videos, he did release a, like, notes app apology, <laughs> which everyone screamed at him for. Yes, like, everyone screamed at him for it because it was, like, by volume, over 50% him bragging about, like, how many views he gets. (laughs) (laughs) No, the apologies are, like, so perfectly tenured and narcissistic that I... Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Like, okay, so there's the apology video, and he shows up in the video just, like, beat red. Like, it looks like he had to force himself into crying before doing the video. (laughs) He's just like... I'm so sorry. You don't have to forgive me. I've made a terrible mistake. You know, it's like it's like the standard, like you know, owning up to my state, uh, owning up to my yeah. mistakes. YouTube video or whatever. He's doing the kind of acting where it's like you're in a, a horror YouTube series and you just got visited by Slenderman and turned into one of his proxies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. And uh, that video is great on its own. But then he followed it up with a documentary about suicide. And I'm going to say this, like, more than anything we will ever talk about on the show, including, like, if Esther and I, like, you know, end up talking about, like, a good movie, please, please watch this fucking suicide documentary. Yeah, it's called Be Here Tomorrow Suicide. It's seven minutes long. It literally might be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, I, I was, like, literally in fucking tears while i watched it It, it, it's it's great because it's like um again like you say it's just so perfectly narcissistic it's just logan paul propaganda like dressed up as a suicide psa yeah so like in 50 percent of the video is like like suicide survivors and the prevention helpline guy talking about like we need to do support for people and then the other 50 percent is like just shots of like logan paul you know gingerly feeding a cute dog or like <laughs> yeah. throwing a little rock there's so many shots of him just like thoughtfully passing our stone in between his hands yeah <laughs> it's it's so great the some of the some of the highlights the the first time i knew that this was going to be good was like there's like the standard like documentary like two like you know two-thirds shot of like someone talking to the camera and then it cuts <laughs> back from the same angle but it's framed slightly farther back so you can tell that Logan Paul is sitting nearby. So it's like <laughs> you can just see him like in the corner just listen- listening, just like nodding along. And some of the se- – like, oh, my God. Okay, he says uh, – he like he says like if you've ever been affected or touched by mental illness – that's one of the fucking phrases in it the the moment that really like blew us away at the start of the video was like like you said it's it's like 40 seconds of this like you know guy who survived uh throwing himself off the golden gate bridge like giving this like really heartfelt talk about like where he was at mentally and all of that and then it just it the, the shot that wider shot you mentioned just pans over to Logan, and he's got an expression like a dog just looking at a Kong filled with peanut butter right off screen. <laughs> no, he's got he like looks the most. Sick. He, he's got the most like vacant like Labrador Retriever about to be put down expression in this fucking, in this fucking no, they, video. It's it's like if if like Connor O'Malley or someone like released a version of this that was a joke. It would yeah. not be better than this. Like it, the best part of the video by far, though, it doesn't even come from Logan. It's when he's talking to the guy who like re- created the suicide prevention helpline, and he says, 
because uh, Logan is talking about like I just didn't even know basically that this was a thing that pe- that happened to people, and the guy is like <laughs> incredulous. He's he, and he says, "Did you really not know anyone who's committed suicide? You're from Ohio." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, in Ohio, people are fucking doming themselves left and right. Which that's also another thing. It's like I've never known anyone who was affected by suicide, and it's like that. I don't believe you. There's <laughs> okay. no way that's true. <laughs> like you like you're a fucking social media influencer. You know like at a minimum like 500 people. Like you absolutely know someone who <laughs> it, it's insane. I it reminds me of this conversation I had with my friend uh in high school where we were talking about like uh he was going to go to William and Mary for college and like William and Mary like one year it was like the most common fucking like it was like that had the highest suicide rate in the country and it was just like you know four people or whatever and mm-hmm. I, uh, he told that to some girl that he was going to william and mary and she was like isn't the suicide rate there like 10 <laughs> <laughs> percent so good we were just I like love the idea that this liberal arts college is just the fucking hunger game <laughs> yes. yeah their joke was at the time it's like an orientation they're like look to your left look yeah. to your right <laughs> one of these people won't graduate <laughs> it's so good oh my god no the the whole video is is so awesome like there's also like at the end he just is like if you're feeling suicidal, just know that most of the time crisis passes. And it's like most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) If crisis doesn't pass for you though, I'm afraid that there's nothing you can do. Yeah. We have Googled the most painless ways for you to commit suicide. And we have listed (laughs) them at the end of this video. (laughs) It's so awesome. I also love reading about the details of the suicide forest thing, because it's like, it might not even be the most offensive thing he did in Japan. Like, you know, it's obviously really tacky and tasteless to be like, live reaction to, uh, you know, dead body. But, like, that's its whole cottage industry on YouTube. Like, Esther and I are obsessed with, like, more YouTube guys now. Like, we're obsessed with guys that named, like, like, uh, Darkest Night or, you know, you know... Honey Badger, evil. It's just Esther, guys. Are, what the fuck? Have you been holding out on me? <laughs> yeah, no. We, we talked about some of these guys. When we finished recording the Tobuscus episode, we had like an hour long discussion about guys <laughs> who like watch like like Funky Town or like cartel beheading videos, and they just react to them. And they're like, "Whoa, whoa, God, that's fucked <laughs> up. Oh no, now." Uh, anyway, or like people are just like, "So if you want to know the really fucked up movies, you should look at." Tetsuo the Iron Man. That might be yes. the most fucked up thing yet. <laughs> no, yeah, but- I, I remember seeing one of those like disturbing movie icebergs, and at like one yep. of the lowest tiers, like past like August Underground shit, was uh, yeah. Sun Gazer made by our friend Perry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Like this little five-minute short movie, like inspired by Elias Marriage's work, that's just about like a crazy guy looking at the sun. <laughs> it's like a tier below, like mixtapes of like kids in Syria getting decapitated, and it's just like, yeah, this art film so made funny. by a guy in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so cool to see someone who's like I don't even know like they must have found this on the dark web yeah. or some shit. And it's like no, like he showed that we like got drunk last year and he just showed me the mask. It's just like on a shelf in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, like I've I've seen like videos of um like PKK fighters like with GoPros on their heads just like killing ISIS guys like in the field to yeah. set to, as like 
Call of Duty highlight reel. <laughs> <laughs> they like put the video effects on it so that they're like no scoping a guy. Yeah, no. And then like that is two tiers above this little art film. Yeah, no, it's it's so uh there's like a whole cottage industry of guys doing that and for stuff that's frankly like way worse than just like a dead body somewhere that the the real like the thing that made me go like what when he was in uh when he was in japan one of the things was that he threw pokeballs at random japanese people including jesus christ (laughs) he he was doing like fucking like mickey rooney and breakfast at tiffany shit while he was there (laughs) like it's like what? <laughs> you know what? That now I'm thinking that this the suicide forest thing might have been a distraction from that because like you yeah. can walk back the you know the, filming a dead body, but I don't know if there's a PSA you can make that comes back from throwing pokeballs at Japanese. I have people. no idea how much Pokemon is an issue that affected people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, like I, I'm thinking now, of course, of like um in the first Jackass movie where they go to Japan and there's like definitely some like. Uh, shall we say racial humor that happens yeah. there but like you know that's that's all still like kind of couched She's in the idea of like balls in racial chat rooms yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's all like still couched in the idea of like them being like you know ignorant idiots right and it, like the joke is on them yeah. Um, whereas, like, if you're just throwing pokeballs at people, that like that's a level of like just proud cruelty that like Knoxville cannot compare to. It's oh my god, no, the, it 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 is it's actually worse than the fucking suicide video because at least like the suicide video, you know, he uploaded it, but then he like you know like contacted people to like get rid of the body, like he handled it okay, but like how do you come back from like you know? Like, wearing buck teeth or whatever in fucking Japan and, like, tormenting <laughs> random businessmen. It's, oh, it's, we haven't even gotten to the fucking movie yet, which <laughs> also has some, like, you know, some some racial situations in it. Uh, yeah, okay. we should also say that what's great about the, the last thing that's great about the suicide PSA is that at the end he's like, I'm, fine, I'm so proud to be starting on this new journey. And the implication <laughs> is, like, he's going to like devote his life to suicide prevention. But then immediately he just turned around and became a fucking, like, professional boxer. And that's yeah. all he does videos about now. Okay, so so I actually want to use that as a segue to, like, talk about... Because, like I said, I haven't watched any of his videos before, but what I do watch sometimes are these, like, like drama channels, basically, on YouTube. Where yeah. it's, like an hour-long video that's like the fall of epic meal time and it's oh, like i don't i don't I think that's videos. that interesting of a story <laughs> yeah but like i mean that's, you know, just our, that's just kind of the season of the podcast to be fair that's just kind <laughs> of yeah no 100 percent. i'm like I'm, I'm denigrating what you two have chosen to do with your time <laughs> um but like yeah it's it's you know these like uh little explainer videos that are just about like you know who is this famous youtuber and why do they suck so much And the impression that I've gotten from those really is that like Logan Paul is like an extremely calculating guy. And like in the years since the suicide force incident, he has like pivoted very hard to like very calculated face turn shit. Um, And like 2020, his entire arc in 2020 was about like becoming a very earnest, like, like trembling voice black lives matter guy like going on rants on his podcast about how you how you have to hold your friends accountable if they think they're better than black people uh, <laughs> and, and like 
Yeah. Yeah, and and like you know, and I, I think he's very very grateful to have someone like Jake Paul as a brother because like Jake does not seem calculated. Like they oh, both no. seem like total pieces of shit, but like Jake seems completely honest as far as just his like his you know very instinctual cruelty he made a um, whole diss track about his fucking ex-girlfriend like that that's not <laughs> that's not a calculated move Lo- logan paul yeah. is and that that's why i wanted to compare it to not cool because logan paul is aside from the suicide forest which is you know that's a that's a hell of a qualifier but aside from the suicide forest he is a very cynical and calculating presence that mm-hmm. he he is he does every like he he is several steps ahead of like everyone making fun of him. Like I, I will give him that credit. Yeah. He he knows what he is doing. Every single thing he does is like perfectly poised to become a huge social media guy. And we'll get into it, but it it does make a it does make the movie feel a little more a, li- a little bit more shallow and commercial than some <laughs> of the other works we've seen this season. And, yeah, and just to like wrap this up very quickly, like. I think that a, a really good contrast between them and, and to, to kind of just like build on what you said about everything being super calculated is like the difference between their boxing careers. Um, Cause like they both started at the same time. Uh, like Logan got called out by this British YouTuber named KSI. Um, and the two of them had like two fights where it was like a draw and then KSI won. And then Logan's only other fight was against Floyd Mayweather. He's like obviously one of the greatest of all time, but it was like, you cannot make it more clear that it was just like a paycheck fight. Like yeah. it was a draw because neither of them knocked each other out. And those are the rules under exhibition fighting. And it was very clearly just like, look, we're not here to hit, like actually hurt each other. We're not here to like actually have any type of beef. Like let's just get ourselves a pay-per-view audience. Let's get ourselves some paychecks and like go home. Yeah. Like Jake Paul, on the other hand, is like an undefeated amateur boxer at this point who is like, <laughs> literally finding like the toughest person that he still feels confident that he can beat the shit out of at any given moment and like it, it, he didn't get the same memo that logan did about like no this shit's just for show this shit is just to like build an audience it's for clout like you're not actually supposed to fight these guys for real like jake seems to want to kill whoever's in front they, of him they have like the same relationship that uh robert de niro and joe pesci do in raging bull it seems like it's <laughs> <laughs> like jake paul's just like in the kitchen like screaming and like beating whoever's with him and then like jake paul's like come on man come on come on she's just trying to help you man she's not fucking cheating on you come on (laughs) (laughs) yeah no okay so airplane mode um yes so we we talked esther and i we kind of discussed whether or not this is like worse than um worse or as bad as not cool and my thoughts were is that on the one hand, uh, like, yeah, it is, like, every bit is noxious. I think I think it is, like, it was a little easier for me to swallow because, like, Shane Dawson, like, might be the worst person who ever lived. Like, you, you know, he's, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, the just, like, the most evil guy who has ever existed. And just, like, five seconds of seeing him on camera just, like, makes me break out in the hives where... Logan Paul really, really tamps down on his, like, hyperactive persona here. He's he's the straight man in this movie. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, no, he is very sedated and tranquil and probably, like, the most watchable part of this movie, which is, like, beyond fucked. But but on the other hand, you know, 
So, like, it is easier to watch, but on the other hand, my, my feelings about not cool in comparison to this, it's like um, what John Hurt says in, uh, or not John Hurt, it, is it John Hurt? It's one of, it's the, uh, the robot guy in Alien. Like, what he says, he's like, yeah, I admire its purity. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, like, not cool is the raging id of this fucking demon where not cool it is like everything logan paul does it is precision calculated to be his vehicle and it it, it is it is it feels like the disney channel i mean it's weird to call it that since it's it's a hard r movie there's a lot of gore some tits a lot of fucks but it is very yeah. much like the sanded down disney channel version of not cool because <laughs> because that's that's like Something that did kind of like trip me up when I was watching this, because like I knew that Logan's audience was like twelve year olds. Yeah. Um, and having watched like you know a couple of his videos today, it's like, oh, you know, like he censors his own swears, which is hilarious. Like if he's in a video, then he'll say, Fuck. yeah. <laughs> then like I thought it was an effect uh, first, but like no, he's literally just like saying that out loud. I mean, that's but, how like, that's how the ad revenue works on YouTube. It's real. It's genuinely sure. fucked. Mm-hmm. Where it's like. You, you can't swear on YouTube or you'll get demonetized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, this movie, it's, like, it is it is sex plane. It is cum plane. It is fart plane. It is shit plane. Yep. It is, like, yeah. the most, like you said, it's, it's hard R, but from a very, like, juvenile sensibility of, like, you know, yeah. what a 12-year-old thinks it would be cool to sneak into. It's so yeah. weird because, like, he like, like he plugs airplane mode at the end of that uh, slime video, which at the pro- he says that the process is, like, in the process of being edited, and it was still, like, three years before it came out. Yep. Very funny. It but been picture like, lost. The- three years <laughs> <Yeah>. of fits. <laughs> the slime video is, like, it's precision targeted, like, alright, I am nine years old, and the only interests that I have are, uh, Minecraft. Slime, Minecraft, slime, and men screaming. Those are the only <laughs> things that entertain me. And just imagine being that child and then being like, oh, my favorite guy on YouTube who does slime scream videos is making a movie. And the whole movie is just like, oh, what if a guy was coming and shitting at the same time? Imagine being one of the parents of kids who like <laughs> rents this for their kid. It's like, okay, you're going to watch a movie with your YouTuber. And just like within the first five seconds, it's just like, we love racially terrorizing Muslims and women <laughs> getting their boobs out. It's yeah. <laughs> I will say the, fucking, I have the, to the guy back. who says the guy who from the famous hide your kids, hide your wife because they rape at everybody out here video is in this yep. movie. He has a role yep. in this movie. I okay that guy and Chris Crocker make like little two second cameos. In this. Also, and it's just like sacks, you realize that the entire audience of this movie was like three years old when those people <laughs> were famous, right? Yeah, so I will say the one thing about this movie that makes me doubt whether or not it was like precision made for Logan Paul is that the whole video, like the whole movie, it feels like they had like a script in 2011 that was meant for some YouTuber who got like, who died or got canceled or whatever. And they just, (laughs) they just like kind of like touched it up a little bit and handed it to Logan Paul. Apparently Logan Paul wrote the script, but I don't believe that even for a second. <laughs> no, no, I don't. And I don't think that. You know, I I'm, I have like a fucking conspiracy theory here. There was this movie that you know had trailers coming out for it in like 2012. Uh, there was like a YouTube video essay on it recently, and it was called The Chronicles of Rickroll. It was like it was like it was planned to be like fucking like Daikon Four for internet memes. It like they would just have 
every like you know youtube guy like rick astley and the hide your kids hide your wife guy chris crocker uh lolcats you know all the shit that like the worst person you know quoted a lot in 2009 and they were planning on doing that but it disappeared i don't know why it disappeared but my fringe you know uh fucking under the silver lake conspiracy theory about this shit is that that script got retooled into airplane mode somehow yeah Yeah. the script is so obviously been like touched up by hollywood guys like there's so much of the fucking like soy dialogue like guys saying is that a thing yeah or like uh do you got this i don't got like that like that shit is all over it yeah um a a couple things here and you can kind of like see the layers being grafted onto this movie over time like first off like every time there's any type of like action scene it's like a dubstep score and (laughs) it's like this came out in 2019 you if even if you had the movie like sitting there for two years like you could just put in different music (laughs) yeah um and another thing about that um that one scene that you just mentioned about like, you know, Oh, do you got this? No. Who else got this? If I don't got this, I get to get this going to be got like that particular moment is very clearly like someone involved in this watched some key and peel episodes and was like, Oh, we should do that. (laughs) That, that should be in our movie. And for exactly one little like, gag they're just talking like key and peel characters well i think it speaks to like you know we talk there's almost this dichotomy of all the stuff we've talked about this season of like there's the guys who are genuinely extremely ambitious and are like we i I, this is going to launch the next phase of my career that i'm making this movie i am making Mm -hmm. the jump to movies and then there are guys who are just like yeah you know like whatever i have a million followers now so like i have the clout to do a stupid thing um and this almost falls in the middle of like clearly logan paul is mercenary enough that he thought that this was going to be like a big thing like i'm going to jump to movies but at the same time it's like there's none of his personality in it it is so fucking half-assed and like Mm -hmm. it's nothing like his videos it's it's weird because because like okay something that you two have talked about like all season is how many of these movies are about like the the slacker man child who needs to like grow up um but like is still epic what's Um, credit or do this is that doesn't really apply here to at least the main plot he doesn't know and i i I, I think that like yeah it's honestly like it, 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 it feels to me like he's not even necessarily brave enough to give himself like or his character in this like that level like surface level of a flaw like his flaw that he has to overcome in this movie is that he has a fear of flying yeah that's, <laughs> it. that's like that's like the journey he needs to make is he needs to learn how to like not be afraid of flying and then be skilled enough to fly a plane and land it which side note what fucking hollywood motherfucker who was called in at the 11th hour to touch up the script decided yeah you know what kids these days love the fucking zucker abram zucker movie (laughs) airplane 1980 (laughs) that's what kids love today if we touch that up that that'll be gold like well we're gonna do it for a new generation we're gonna bring this classic film from 1970 to a new group of children yeah like that that is insane like okay parodying airplane is already like 80 IQ shit. Like it's like they do some of the jokes from Airplane and it's like you know it was funny the first time, right? Like you like they do the like uh oh I like the coffee like I like my men uh like strong and dark or whatever, but they just like That's reverse right. it a little bit and it's like it, it's like a child saying it this time. Yeah. It's like Yeah. It, it it boggles the mind like who 
Do they have to like talk him down? It's like let's do bringing up baby for a new one. <laughs> that line, by the way, it's only now occurring to me that that line is the child is like, yeah, I like my coffee like I like my women, black and full of cream. The coffee, if it's full of cream, it's not black coffee anymore. <laughs> Destroy yeah. the movie with logic. <laughs> this is my Cinema Sins uh, podcast. Thank you. Yeah, no that that is worth uh, that is definitely worth pondering since that could be fixed. I think that could be fixed. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, like, speaking of like parts of this movie being fixed, like, I genuinely think that there's like a couple jokes in here that at least scan like jokes, but like ninety percent of them are ruined by like, you know, it's it's the the Lady Ghostbusters thing where it's like you have an idea for a joke but then you just like leave the camera running and like add five more riffs to it because you're not confident in the first punchline yeah um like there's there's um there's like a sky marshal on the plane and he's like staring daggers at this uh like uh you know middle eastern youtuber mm-hmm. and uh you know the the youtuber's like what what did i do wrong and you know the sky marshal's like nothing i'm just racist i i don't mind the queers though and like, yeah. okay, that's not like very funny, but like, it's at least recognizable as a joke. But then he like literally goes on for like another fifteen seconds, being like, "Yeah, they used to have it rough, but now they got TV shows. I binge watch them." And it's like, <laughs> man, man, there was there was a hope for this joke at yeah. one point. There, was, yeah, there, there's a lot of jokes in this that were clearly like. You know, they brought in, you know, back in the 70s, they would have to bring in Robert Town to fix scripts that were, like, absolutely flailing at the last minute. They brought in some, like, you know, NYU grad Joss Whedon acolyte who's just addicted to gas station pills to come in and, like, punch <laughs> up this movie. And then what they did is they took all those jokes and they were just hired, like, the least funny people on the planet to, like, improvise off them. So, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, like, it killed all of these, like, okay jokes before they even yeah. got a chance well, it's, to it's, take it off. It's that ADD thing, right? I feel like you have to, like, if you're going to do a joke, you have to say the punchline five times in a row because at any given second, there's a chance that, like, half of your audience just isn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. So you just have to keep saying it over and over to make sure that they heard wh- why the joke was funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's also, like, there's... I believe that the trailer for this movie advertises over 23 YouTubers. <laughs> 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 and, and, like, so, you know, it's an 80-minute movie. Um, and what it ends up meaning is that like very high density of YouTubers per minute. I gotta say, (laughs) yeah, these YouTubers have like two minutes to make an impression, and it just means that like they have to be like as annoying as possible and like hammer their one gimmick home every time they show up. Uh, Okay, so Esther, I think we should run down the checklist real quick of like recurring things this season. So, uh, a female on male rape, uh, none. None really. There's like some licorice pizza st- type stuff that happens in this, but like, no, no, no. Rape. Yeah, Esther found that part very moving. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, you know, kind of like nodding along in my seat when, when, the, when like the age gap stuff happens. Uh, uh, gay black sidekick. They actually, they actually split that into two separate roles. They have the gay sidekick. <laughs> And then they have like like the black sidekick. They're completely yeah. separate. But the black sidekick in this movie is not gay. He's just like hyperactive and annoying. And yeah. Th- yeah. that's he 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 does the thing all of these do. It's like, oh, you're being racist to me because I'm a black man. I know my rights or whatever. And it just goes on and on and on. It's like 
this can't be much better than the racist version of this joke that clearly existed <laughs> at one point. Like, this can't be that Wait, much less offensive. Spencer, I want you to know, like, I saw this movie yesterday, and I literally don't remember that joke, even though I fully believe you that, A, it's there, and B, it goes on for, like, two minutes. Oh, yeah. no, like, there's a part where, like, they're all jumping up and down in Logan Paul's room, and then he's just like, stop jumping, the floorboards aren't stable. And then, like, the black sidekick's just like, don't tell a black man he can't jump. I know my rights. And it's like, stop. Okay. No, yeah. I, I just could not hear. I could not make out the words they were saying at that point. That's <laughs> another thing that happens in this movie. Like, there are multiple jokes based on, like, what did you just say? I can't understand what's coming out of your fucking mouth. And those are directed at, like, lines that are maybe in the exact middle of understandability. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. the mix in this movie is fucked. Like, everyone is screaming. And yeah. There's this common thing. I, I, I've i noticed this in a lot of bad movies. Uh, sorry to piss off all of the people with asthma who follow Esther on Twitter that like this movie. But I noticed on uh, that in David Lynch's Dune, every fucking character in that movie talks like they've got peanut butter stuck to the roof of their mouth. And yeah. this is true in this movie, too. Like half the lines are just like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, peanut. Like it's just fucking it's just all delivered like. Their tongue was tied. It's like, yeah, the perfect take. You just fucking nailed it. <laughs> Go home. You, you did it. At no point during the production of this movie did they do a second take of oh, anything. No. God, no. Yeah, no. Uh, this movie also, even more so than not cool, like, with all the YouTubers, and also there's this, like, old lady in it who was in, like, Hook and stuff, and this was, like, her last role before she died. Like, so That's much of what... Sick. What the actors in this movie are is so degraded. Like it feels like you're watching like like a sex worker pay to shit on a John's chest. You're just like everyone involved is just like repulsed by themselves and humiliated except for like the most evil human beings on the planet. You're just watching yeah. it and you just feel like a deep sense of shame. Like seeing that old woman like make jokes about like tongue kissing all the younger people and like giving a blowjob to this other old guy like I'm sure she's a nice lady, but I, I felt like I, I felt like there was like a like fucking Warner Herzog with the gun on set, just like pointing it at her, just being like, you got to do this or I'll fucking shoot you. Like it. it, yeah. it you feel there was some level of just like coercion involved. I think that movie. in every every movie we've seen this season that has every time there's actors who aren't the YouTubers. I think of that. I think of yeah. like, God damn, what, what must it feel like to have devoted your life to this yeah. craft? And the best you can get is like being puked on by fucking ryan higa or whatever yeah. yeah as as far as i can recall like there's exactly like one actor in this movie um who isn't either like obviously older than the rest of them or a youtuber and that's uh, the main love interest yeah um and she just looks like she just kind of looks like like you know, uh, the the jo the joke would go, "We have Anne Hathaway at home," and then Anne Hathaway. Yeah, <laughs> no, listen. The, yeah. The, she's she's absolutely got like degraded clone vibes because, like, you yeah. know, you know, I I'm not saying she's not like a a nice lady or an attractive lady. Um, and also, like, yeah. she spends the entire movie wearing the same thirty dollar H and M dress that I have, so <laughs> I have to like show solidarity for her in some regard. But like, yeah. oh, buddy, those lip fillers did not work out for you. She, she looked like she was getting the lip fillers, and Kramer from Seinfeld did a pratfall, and accidentally the doctor like pushed the whole syringe into her lips. <laughs> she she looked like she was recording a YouTube prank video called "Bee Stung Me." <laughs> <laughs> 
She oh, she opens man. her mouth way too wide in some scenes of this movie. It looks yeah. She looks like she looks like Laura Dern at the end of Inland Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say. Also, speaking of like parodies, like there's so many fucking parodies in this. That's like. This was kind of a thing in mid-2010s blockbusters in general where it's like, oh, we got to put something in for the adults in this movie. And it's like, no, you don't. And <laughs> no, you don't. including the parodies in this movie. So there's Silence of the Lambs, obviously. There's the, the, yeah. the serial killer characters in the Hannibal getup. There's uh, Boogie Nights. Like they talked about how there's termites in the house. And then it's like goes to the CG animation of termites humping. And then it cuts <laughs> to and it's like. The exact shot of, like, Jack Horner and Boogie Nights while he's watching, like, Dirk Diggler do the scene. And he's just, like, it's, like, the exact same camera angle and everything. So it's, like, with the camera set up. And it's, like, who is the who is this for? Who is this for besides me, I guess? Like, who is this fucking for? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would, yeah. It would be so cool if there was just, like, an interview with, like, the no-name directors of this movie where they talked about their love for Paul Thomas Anderson's work. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, with all the fucking age gap shit in this, I believe them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of pre-references to, to licorice pizza. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson would probably love this movie, by the way. Like, Paul oh, Thomas yeah. Anderson, like, I love, I th- the most charming thing about Paul Thomas Anderson, no question, is whenever people, like, talk about what movies he likes. He's like an inverse Orson Welles, where he's just like, yeah, I've been getting, I've been getting really into, like, uh, into Venom 2. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, basically, you know, like, I just go to a red box every day and just, like, Get the stuff that's at the very bottom of the list and then he's, watch it. He's uh he's the inverse of that tweet that's like going up to a baby and being like, Yeah, Paw Patrol kind of made have you heard of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? <laughs> <laughs> he's like vibing yeah. with the baby and just being like, Yo, this part's sick. No, that's what's yeah. great about that's what makes him a great director, I think, is he's not like a cinephile pervert. It's like yeah. he makes great movies that aren't influenced by anything else because all he just watches movies with his kids he doesn't engage with movies in any other way he has not watched a new movie since like conservatively shortcuts in 1993 (laughs) i think that was the last movie he ever saw and he was like yeah yeah we're good here we're good (laughs) we're just gonna gonna tap out yeah yeah don't uh, peaked here let's just keep going like this for the rest of my career um Okay, we let's see what else is going on in this fucking film. Okay, here's here's one thing that I want to to bring up about this movie, uh, the pacing and like the I guess the structure of it. This is an eighty oh, minute God. movie, right? Yep. The the big like. Wait, stakes. by the way, fucking Bravo! Finally, that's what we yeah, need for eighty movies just like this. <laughs> Thank the God. The stakes dude. of the movie are: is Logan Paul going to be able to land this plane? Yeah. Um. And, you know, what would you guys, like, say is a reasonable, like, timestamp in the movie for him to successfully land the plane and then get the rest of it as the denouement? Or in an 80-minute movie... Say a number out loud. There's, like, what? Like, five minutes of credits, maybe? So let's give... Yeah, there's, like, a couple minutes. Let's give him five minutes, because there's so many characters, right? So let's say it, like, 70 minutes he lands the plane. All right. Uh, he lands the plan about like sixty-four minutes in. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So tough. It's so it's so tough. They just have to keep going. And Every going. like one-note joke character gets like a two-minute wrap-up scene. Like, I don't want to give any credit to it since it might be the only airplane-related movie that's worse than this. But the Pedro Almodovar movie, I'm so excited. <laughs> where the the moral the moral of that movie is literally just that like rape is cool. <laughs> um, you know, I got to give credit to that movie. They wrap things up pretty fast, you know, 
once the uh once the plane lands and like you know everyone in there has discovered how good it is to get roofied they they wrap the movie up pretty fast and then this one's just like 17 minutes of just like Pratt falls and sex jokes and poop and yeah it's it's just a scaring of the shire for sex offenders it literally is it, just, it lasts longer than the fucking battle of zion in matrix 3 it just goes on and on and on and it's like stop this Make it stop. Like, I saw there was a post credit scene. I'm like, I'm not watching this. I just shut Oh, up. we didn't watch that. Yeah. Didn't I watch shut that. off the fucking computer as soon as I saw the directed by logo. Like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm going to listen to some fucking music on my speaker now and just kind of think for a couple minutes after this. Oh, uh, you're going to, like, put together a list of, like, 70s musicians that you wish were your dad. <laughs> to calm yourself down, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, One thing I have to say about in praise of this movie is that so there's a fight scene in this, and it's, like, actually choreographed. Like, it's between, like, yeah. the Hannibal guy and the fucking and Logan Paul. And I guess it must be, like, his boxing pedigree or something. But, like, they actually choreographed the fight. And, like, you can follow it, like, coherently. Which puts it above, mm-hmm. like, you know, a conservative, like, 50% of movies released in theaters today. <laughs> like, it's, like, there's, like, actual, like, you can follow the motions. They don't cut on impacts. Like, they let you, like kind of follow what they're doing i mean it's not like a good fight scene or anything it's like it's like what they it's like what you would expect like if there was a like a college film class on fight scenes this is what you would expect for like a b plus oh so edgar wright yeah exactly no it's not edgar wright because they like cut and don't just do like an epic whip pan (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying all this shit as if i don't like as if i don't get amped up during that fucking world's end fight scene like i'm doing that as if like if you didn't fucking play me that 20 seconds to comply scene from the world's end i wouldn't just fucking soy gape like the (laughs) horrible human being that i am but no, it they it is literally like above like the baseline like taken three shit that you see everywhere. Oh boy, yeah. okay. What what else is going on in this film? Oh, the, they're also going to um, they're also going to something called hashtagacon when they're there. That, yeah, that's another thing. Like they, one of the reasons why I thought this was a script from 2011 that they clearly just like you know fucking like Frankenstein into something else is that. There's a running thing through this movie. It's, like, really viciously misogynist against hot girls. Like, it's really... <laughs> yeah. Like, they have, like, sidebars. And it's not even, like, an accurate, like, getting mad about hot girls thing today. Like, it's, like, all 2011 shit. Like, the gay pilot, like, is talking to a hot girl. And it's like, yeah, you're a basic bitch who wears Uggs and goes to Cancun for spring break and listens to Selena Gomez. And it's like, that has not been a person that existed since... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that's just, not what hot just girls like, do anymore. Like, uh, this make no fifty-year-old gay man just like punching some drywall and being like, "I hate emos." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can't fucking stand planking. Like, it's <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, I, I, I am a gay guy. I get annoyed at hot girls too all the time. But, like, like, you're you're not doing it right for one and two. Like, the only people in the world who like can't get mad about hot girls are like golden labrador brain social media influencers like the mm-hmm. only the only people in the world who don't have the right to do that are guys like logan paul who are every bit as dumb and vapid as you know girls who i don't fucking know what they do now like listen to 
I don't know. Keep keep the stock going. Yeah, whatever. You're not feeling out of this shit. Yeah. I don't know. The only people more annoying and vapid than that are, you know, guys like Logan Paul. That's, that's like yeah. the one person. Yeah. The one person who can't do it. It's it's like a it's like a pedophile making fun of like a sex pest. Like it's like you can't really you know, you're the one person who kinda lost you forfeited that right a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> so No, uh there there is like there's also I will say I will say there's no like phoned in message about social media being bad in this. Like when it was called a hashtag con, I expected uh I expected them to be like, you know, you know, things about hashtags is they're not good. They're not real. Yeah, or like the fact that the literal plot is caused by the fact that like all these influencers refuse to turn their phone off and it like fries yeah. the um the the like circuits in the cockpit. But like they just don't follow up on that at all. They do they do also like uh selfie stick jokes in this too. Which is Yeah. That's not yeah. that's actually worse than planking jokes now that I think about it. Uh, 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 I I think like the the most like quickly dated thing just because these were such a flash in the pan is like I think it's a mid credit scene or something like that where Logan is showing up at like the house of this like 10 year old YouTuber that he got like instructions on how to like, you know, land a plane from Um, and he is rolling on a hoverboard and it's like (laughs) that was one summer. And it's yeah. like watching that, in, like this movie was released in 2019. And it's like, those were already like ages in the past. Actually, like I think he's on a hoverboard in the slime video too. He is. He yeah. was exactly rich enough and stupid, exactly stupid enough to be like, this is the fucking coolest thing in the world. I'm like back to the future. But yeah. <laughs> I just remembered you say that. I think I almost got like hit by a guy on in LA who was on a hoverboard. Like, I think I was just like, looking. <laughs> That's so cool. I think I was like looking on my phone or some shit and like a hoverboard almost slammed into me in 2021. I'm pretty sure that happened. It's <laughs> LA is like the most evil place on planet earth. Like it, it, it is, yeah. it is so bad, dude. I, I don't know if I told this on those good old fashioned values or whatever, but I was in a fucking cafe and some guy working on like a commercial, like I had my mask on and I was just like waiting to get food. And I guess I was standing a little too close to this guy. And so he just looked at me and like very condescendingly told me, Hey, do you mind social distancing from me? Like, <laughs> oh man. It's like, it's like, it's summer 2021. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah. God, it's the it is the worst place in the world. Other than that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of racist jokes in this, but like that's you know that's yeah another that's one for our checklist. There's yep. there's transphobic jokes, another one for our checklist. A lot of transphobic jokes. I was blown away that they do all the jokes about how Logan's like Skype girlfriend, like you know she probably has a dick, and I was like, oh, so she's going to right, and she doesn't. I was I was in shock. The actual payoff yeah. to that. Yeah, that's, is that she has a black like, dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like everyone's like, trash. everyone's like something's got to be up with her. Like she's too perfect. She probably has a dick, and no, it's just that her dad is black and she's adopted. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's um, I, that's a, that's that's a punchline, I guess. I don't know. All right. I, 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 also, okay. fuck, fuck. Sorry, I gotta say, I will say there's very little curmudgeonly shit in this, but the one curmudgeonly thing they have is that online relationships aren't real like they're just like they they have like a thing where it's like if you e-date that's not a real person that's that's a that's you need to meet someone on a on an airplane instead yeah 
<laughs> it's such a fucking cool moral because it's like presumably he's had like months and months to like get to know this Australian girl and then like the moment he meets like a girl with brown hair and a snarky <laughs> attitude he's just like yo this is yeah. what real sex is like <laughs> well it's like it i think it was clearly written around the time like the uh the like manti teo stuff was happening where like catfishing was really common but that yeah though like what happens now is that like it's a real girl she just has like horrible brain problems that's what catfishing <laughs> yeah. is now <laughs> yeah that's that's it's, it's a different meta now they haven't updated their script <laughs> uh, what um, were you two gonna say yeah, what I was going to say is, uh, Esther, please state for the record all the jokes that you laughed out loud no. at. Yeah, you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, do there it. was, okay, the one that I can remember uh-huh. is the one where um, the captain and the co-pilot are like, the captain's introducing the co-pilot over the, uh, announ- like the announcer. And um, he says, this is my co-pilot, uh, Captain Penis. And it shows on the name tag that it's, it's it's penis, and then the guy says it's pronounced penis, <laughs> and I did that did get me. Now, unfortunately, yeah, they do bring that joke back like three times, and it just stops being funny. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which you know, that's just this, all of these movies in a nutshell. The other one that had you reeling was <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna tell the truth. <laughs> it was uh, when they're like in TSA, and this like one with interchangeable hot girls is getting like patted down. <laughs> And TSA guys is like, do you have any bombs? And she's just like, no. oh, I just got this bomb-ass pussy. <laughs> Esther is laughing about as hard as she did the first time she heard that joke. She loves it. Yeah, what's all right? Um, and in return, I'll confess to the one recurring joke that I liked, which is that I've, like, I've always, I've always assumed that you were the one of the two of us who had the more discerning taste, but. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. Just keep in mind, for all previous episodes, she was probably lying about not finding this stuff funny. <laughs> she, she, was in, she was in stitches watching Riley Rewind. Listen, no, but you guys are going to be vindicated because in five years, I'll just pretend I liked all of them. <laughs> um, so, so in, yeah, in, in five in exchange... years, Esther's going to be like, 25th hour was one of Spike Lee's finest hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be in five years. In five years, I will be dead of like some combination of shit I bought offline. But that's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the one joke that I, I appreciated um, was this recurring joke where like, I think it's like three times Logan is like asking various people for like advice on how to like land the plane. And they just tell him, um, oh, well, just turn on the autopilot. The plane will literally land itself. And like, again... The first time that happens, like, the joke is quickly, like, run into the ground because, like, you know, he's like, but, but I broke the autopilot. And, like, you know, it's it goes on for, like, two minutes. Yeah. But the second and third, third times that it's brought back uh, where he's, like, it, it like, the climactic music is swelling and he's like, aha, I'm finally going to figure out how to do this. And the person just tells him, oh, just try the autopilot. Like, again, that's an actual, like, idea of a joke. And I appreciated it. Yeah. I could see that. Although... If the uh, if the video, you know, there's the part where he goes on YouTube and looks up a tutorial on how to fly a plane. It would have mm-hmm. been funnier and more accurate if it was a guy with like a skull and crossbones background screen <laughs> recording. And it'd be like, hey guys, so today we're uh, we're gonna talk about how to fly a plane. So uh, first thing you're gonna do, first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna open up the, the plane menu. Or, 
<laughs> that you can hear his. You can hear his click so loud that it blows out your speakers. <laughs> the best version of that was when, like, they didn't even talk. They just opened the text, like the text app, and they just like typed out the instructions and like fucking 009 sound system or like Paralyzer by a fucking Finger Eleven. Would be They're on Windows the Movie Maker. Do you see like the default like cursive font? <laughs> yeah, the blue, the blue background. And like Evanescence starts playing, and it's like, all right, this is how you, uh, this is how you pirate Minecraft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So the point is, is that this is like the most non-movie out of all the things we've had to talk about so far. This is, mm-hmm. this is the most like, I don't know, cynical and calculated. It, it really, fe- it's like all the other stuff that we talked about this season, but without the spark of life. It. For a movie that has about like five jokes a second and all of them involving farting or sex or boobs, it's just completely lifeless and there's no there's no joy here. There's nothing there's nothing. Very quickly, I want to just um because you talking about boobs makes me think of how like among everything else, like this movie's like concept of like hoardiness is also super dated. Because yeah. it was like it's very like 2011 to just be like, "Yo, boobs are epic," but also if you have them, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it that was there was that very brief era. I'd say from like mid 90s to like 2011, where like the hottest girls in the world are just like, you need to have like H cup tits and no ass, and your skin needs to be like like burnt auburn like that <laughs> you, you, you yeah. need to look like the guy from uncut gems who helps julia fox at the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you, you, that that the sense of like what a hot girl is was imported straight yeah. from like the the like paris hilton era basically trap mode mason verger from hannibal yeah <laughs> I, uh, other than that, it's, there's not much to say. It's, it's a really lifeless and hollow movie and it, we are kind of breaking the theme of this season because it's a little bit later on the timeline than I wanted to get, but I'm, I'm glad that we have this kind of comparison point because it does sort of illustrate how, you know, YouTube, it wasn't good when people like Ray William Johnson were running the show. I can't, I, it wasn't like the golden age or anything, but you got the sense that those guys were like, you know, try, they were like like mining for gold or whatever. They were like trying to strike oil in the middle of the desert. And now now it's just like, you know, fucking, you know, just Daniel Plainview just kind of siphoning shit out from under them. Like it's just it's just guys like Logan Paul who've read who are just doing this entirely because it's the most profitable thing in the world and none of the bizarre like none of the stuff that animated that early era, era is still there. I have one final thought that I just, like, realized right now. Um, Because I was thinking about, like, again, like, what the fuck is the appeal of someone like Logan Paul? Like, Ray Williams Johnson, like, again, I didn't watch any of It's Ray William Johnson. It's Ray William Johnson. I didn't have the heart. She did that on purpose. She did that on purpose. I listened to Felix. He said said (laughs) it the right way. I got so many fucking... I got so many fucking, like, texts just, like... He says it for the entire episode. It's like, look, I didn't, I didn't yeah. have it. In there. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to see, like, was... see how far we could let it go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, someone like Ray William Johnson, um, like it, there were like a million of those guys in like the 2000s. And it's like, oh, OK, I can understand how he was the king of them. Uh, and Logan Paul, like, what is his vibe? Actually, like, I don't understand how a guy like this becomes popular. And what I realize now is that, like, you know how... Um, like, My Little Pony guys will, like, create alternate versions of the ponies where they're, like, hot girls. 
Like, Logan Paul is that, but for a minion. <laughs> yeah, he, he is, like, distractingly fucking jacked during the movie. Like, I was just like... Like, everyone else in the movie just has, like, you know, like, rail thin, like, you know, skinny yeah. fat physique, basically. And then Logan Paul shows up with, like, the most enormous biceps I've ever fucking seen. I'm like... What is this guy doing here? Like, <laughs> why is this guy fucking like addicted to taking Tren? And then like he's just like, "Hey, what's up, fam? What's chilling? What's the vibe? Hey, like, bro, yeah, you he's... should be you should be benching like six hundred right now." He's just this like extremely jacked guy whose like eyes are constantly darting around as if like someone is shining a laser pointer off screen. <laughs> If no, this guy, a... if Logan, if Logan Paul existed in the seventies, he would be one of those guys who just like spent all day like jacking off with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, yeah, and just getting insanely built. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um, there there was a, like a sub thing on uh on Logan Paul's like Wikipedia page, and it was like under his personal life tab, and it says. Logan Paul says that he sustained brain injuries playing football. According to a doctor, it has impeded his ability to have empathy and connect with others. He's Phineas Gage. (laughs) Oh my fucking god. He does have like perfect like concussion brain, I will say. But okay, we've gone long enough. We've said more than anyone has ever needed to about fucking Logan Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hannah, thank you so much for uh, you were you were a tough get for this podcast, but thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, this was a blast. Um, uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that there's like too much of an overlap in audiences, but just in case you're into tabletop role playing games, I have a podcast about those. It's called uh, yeah. Do Not Steal, an original character podcast. Half of it is about like critiquing systems every month, and the other half is about making characters. Uh, me and my best friend Olivia. Um, it's on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, so check that out. That sounds interesting. Yeah, you know if um, if you uh, ruin every hangout by suggesting that we do D and D, then there's the podcast. For you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's gonna do it. Check out Hannah's show, and next week on Get Cynical. Um, Uh, We're bringing back a returning champion and we are talking about possibly the only people that we will talk about who are even more calculating than Logan Paul. (laughs) That's your teaser for next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.